welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Big Batista along with Nathan Jones. And yes, we are transmitting live from our station here on www.twave.tv, twitcasting.tv, and our various networks. And we are super excited for today's program as we're going to continue to look at the prophetic book of 2 Peter as we find ourselves in 2 Peter chapter 1 talking about the prophetic revelation. The Word of God is prophetic, and we're going to talk about that. But we want to encourage those of you that are watching us live, be part of the program. You can post your questions or your comments. Those who are following us live on Facebook, you can blog there, and I will take those questions and those comments as well regarding our topic. We want to encourage you also to follow along with your Bibles as we dive in uh, to this wonderful study today. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study Second Peter. Lord, we just pray that your truth will come through. The text will understand it well. And Lord, we just pray for blessing on all those tuned in. Mm. And may you be glorified and honored this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, you tune into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones. We're looking at the prophetic book of Second Peter. Hey, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel in Broward, Aventura. And also the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. And also our, our sponsor as well is T-Wave Wireless. You can find more information at www.twave.tv. And check out some wonderful things that are available to you. And of course, for those of you that would like to grow in your knowledge of the Word of God, we invite you to be part of the Calvary Chapel Bible Prophecy School of Ministry. And that's a two-year program. And you can find more information here on www.twave.tv as well. If you find yourselves in the Aventura Hollandale area, drop by and say hello to us. We're located at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida. 33009. This evening's Bible studies at 7.30, Sundays at 9 a.m. in the morning and 11 a.m. in English. Be more than glad to say hello to you guys live. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, as always, brother. Great to be on. It's always so exciting to have you on, Nathan. Every week that we get to do these programs, it's just wonderful to see what God is going to revealed to us through his word. So tell me, Nathan, how was your week? I heard it was your birthday. Oh, you heard? Yeah. Yes. I, and I'm excited. So I want to I want to wish you a happy birthday again. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. I had many birthdays and hope to have many more. Excellent. <laughs> well, it's always great uh, to celebrate birthdays. So I, I, I'm so thankful for the Lord, uh, for you and your family. And all the wonderful things that you do at Landline Ministry. So it's always great to have you on. So Nate, also just in case someone out there is not familiar, can you talk to us briefly in your contact information there uh, with Landline Ministries? Certainly. Uh, Landline Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that through a number of ways through our television show, Christ in Prophecy, which is broadcast all over the world, our uh, internet. Outreach through landlion.com and christinprophecy.org, awesome. as well as uh, quite a numerous uh, blogs and resources and uh, newsletters and podcasts. And brother, you name it, we want to get the gospel out there. So check us out, landlion.com or bibleprophecy.org. Uh, and uh, I do have a question for you, Pastor Vic. You brought up a, a new term I've never heard before, T-Wave Wireless. 
What is T-Wave Wireless? Oh, wow. thank you so much, Nathan. Actually, uh, the Lord has opened up another opportunity for us to be able to broadcast the good news of Jesus Christ with our own wireless service. So we'll be able to offer that, whether it's on mobile devices, and we'll be able to actually program and activate people's uh, devices, phones, uh, smartwatches. So now they can take our programs all over the world mobile, and uh, we'll be able to offer that service ourselves. So isn't that awesome? Well, it's fantastic. Yeah, we have an app, the Land and Lion app that's available both on Android and uh, Apple products. But uh, is, is that what this is? Is it an app or is it, uh, I don't know. Try to, I'm a tech guy, but uh, I'm trying to understand how you activate people's phones and, and bless them with uh, the teachings from uh, Calvary Chapel Aventura. Awesome. Well, we've linked up with a company that is part of T-Mobile. And we are actually uh, have the licensing to be able to now license and also uh, uh, activate our own wireless devices, much like Sprint and some of the major networks. And uh, we'll also be offering some of these phones, such as the one I have in my hand. And uh, you can actually install a uh, a cell phone uh, SIM card in this, and this will act. This will work as your cell phone, and it will also work as your broadcasting. Uh, uh, you will broadcasting the services and you can actually pair Bluetooth you can talk on it you can listen to it so it's part of our ministry so thank you for asking Nathan so people can find more information there on twave.tv and um, check it out well I never seem to be amazed at the amount of technological outreaches that you approach man you're competing with Britney ATT I'm impressed well, Nathan, we, we praise the Lord because we know that there's so many ways to get the gospel out now. And why not take advantage, right, Nathan, of all the wonderful opportunities. And if we're able to um, uh, share this with others and, and get the good news out, uh, I think it's awesome. Yeah, praise the Lord, man. I think that is fantastic. I had no idea that, that private users could compete with branch at all and get the gospel through a dedicated wireless connection. Wow, I'm impressed. Well, Nathan, uh, like I said, we thank the Lord, right, for the many gifts and talents. You and I have a similar background. We're two geeks. Uh, I guess we could call ourselves that, right? You won't get offended if you I make it. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so the idea is that we want to use technology to get the gospel out, and you and I have a little bit of a background in that field, and that's why you're a web minister, and I'm involved in what we're doing, so that we can let people know uh, that Jesus is coming soon, and uh, as soon as uh, uh, as soon as possible, we want to get that message out to as many people as possible. You know. Amen, brother. Time is short, but the Lord's given us many tools to get the gospel out. Praise the Lord. So thank you for uh, asking me those questions, Nate, so that the audiences out there will know what we're involved in. And that's what we're excited. So, and Nate, you and I are excited because for many, many years, you and I have been doing TV programs and radio programs and just getting the good news of Jesus Christ out to people, letting them know that the Lord is coming soon. And you and I have been doing that in the book of Second Peter chapter 1. Now, a few months back, maybe like a year ago, we touched on 2 Peter 1, but today we're going to continue there and give it a fresh touch just in case people never got a hold of those programs. So, Nate, as we continue in um, 2 Peter 1, before we dive in, beginning on verse 17, would you be able to recap for us just a little bit there regarding the opening of 2 Peter? Well, certainly. 2 Peter is Peter's last messages to his flock. He's the pastor of the churches that he's helped settle. He's come to the end of his life, and he talks about passing off his body like a tent. He's ready to leave it and 
get his glorified body. We know through church tradition that Peter was uh, killed by being crucified upside down. And he knows his death is intimate. intimate. In- <laughs> it's coming soon. And so Peter knows that his time is short. And so this is his last and final message to his followers. Where he is raised up as, as in his missionary efforts. And uh, it's an intimate. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. And that he connects to the people. And he wants to leave them with a message about Christian living, godly living. Uh, I think the best verse in... Here is uh, 5 through 7, it says, But also for this very reason, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. And brother, that is so important, not only to have the spiritual fruits, but these are kind of like, let's call them spiritual vegetables, because this is something parallel to the spiritual fruits that as a Christian we must develop in our lives to become more Christ-like. Well that, was well, that was fantastic. I love the way you put that, Nathan. And we are called to grow. Our lives are to bear fruit. And uh, this is one of the things that is encouraged here to be adding. And I see these also, Nathan, like uh, steps or levels in the Christian walk that we should be growing, right? Oh, exactly. I mean, as a Christian, we are a Christ follower. And as a Christ follower, we want to become more Christ-like. And uh, as the spiritual fruit that's given, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and so forth, uh, Peter here gives a list as well that's yes. very important. Uh, and there's some parallels like self-control, for instance, mm-hmm. and living godliness and showing brotherly love and being diligent and, and being virtuous. That's, these are characteristics of a Christian. And when we yes. live those characteristics, not only do we become more Christ-like, but we became, become a better living example of Christ to other people. People look at you and say, oh, yeah, there's something different about that person. And they want to come to know Christ through your godly living. Mm, excellent point, Nathan. And you know, this is why now as we continue looking at Second uh, uh, Peter chapter 1, you know, when you add virtue and knowledge and all those kind of things, you're going to better understand the Word of God and God is going to reveal some incredible things from His Word. And you know, Nathan, actually just before, I, I like verse 10 because it talks about, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And we talked about these things, that there's a security there when you follow the Word of God, uh, that uh, you're going to continue in, in the right paths, right, Nate? Exactly. No, if the whole world followed God, what a different plan this would be. But everybody is all stumbling about because they're not following right. the author of creation. The author of creation knows how things work. He knows the right way things work and the wrong things yes. work. And when we stumble because we're following the wrong way. But if we follow what, what the Lord says, love God, love your neighbors, it, it, it does amazing things. Uh, the whole world would be such a different place if we did. Nathan, and I think that's a good uh, thing that you just shared because, it, you know, in America, people are so out of focus. We have these political debates and people are focusing on all these wrong things. And yet the Bible tells us what we really need to be focusing on is the Word of God so that we would not stumble. And there's so many hindrances to cause us to stumble these days, right, Nate? There really is. There's a lot of distractions. Uh, I think that's probably the biggest thing. We're so distracted all the time that we never spend time meditating on God's Word. And that creates a shallow Christian. So it's very important that we get into the Word, and like we're doing now, and uh, study and see what God has to say. That'll make us a deeper, richer Christian, and it'll make us deeper, richer in our relationship with the Lord and others. 
Absolutely. And Nate, that's why as we look at this passage, it's, uh, it's very important for people to recognize that when it comes to biblical prophecy, it's not something that we make up. But the Bible tells us here, as we're going to notice, how the Holy Spirit is at work in revealing His Word. So will you be able, Nate, to take us through verse 16 and on there in uh, 2 Peter 1? And we want to encourage our viewers and our listeners, hey, get the Word of God ready. Follow along with us. If you have any questions or comments, post them, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, Twitcasting, and uh, we'll be able to talk a little bit about that. Thank you, Nate. Sure. Well, verse 16, let's go through 18 and uh, start. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Mm. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Wow, that is, wow, that is amazing. Nathan, I, I love this verse because here in verse 16 it says, we did not follow cunning and devised fables. And at that time, rumors were already spreading when the early church started. So Peter, right, Nate, he's writing here to say to people, hey, let's not get distracted. What we're following is for real. These are not fairy tales, right? Correct. A fabulous story to tell people when Peter, James, and John went with Jesus up and they saw Jesus' transfiguration where the divinity within him shines through the earthly body. And also Moses and Elijah were there, and even God the Father himself right. spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So I can't imagine how difficult it must have been for those three to go back to the other apostles and say, we saw Jesus you know, glow like a light, right. and we saw Moses and Elijah, they must have been, you guys are drunk or something, <laughs> I don't know. Because Jesus was there to confirm it, I'm sure they believed it. But then go tell other people that you saw the pre-rapture, uh, excuse me, the pre-resurrected Jesus in his glorified form and characters from your history that right. are heroes of the faith. And so many people, they must have thought it was a commonly devised fable that, that they had seen Jesus in his uh, unglorified state and heard from the Father himself. So. Uh, brother, it, it's one of those parts of the Bible, really, that, that's very, very hard to believe for some people unless they have to put their faith in the Lord. Yeah. Because it's just so, wow, out of there, you know? Nathan, and that's a very good point. And it's sad that some people are, they are the type of, i got to see it to believe it. They want to see miracles. But yet there's miracles all around them if they really wanted to see them, right? Nathan changed lives, people that were, in a sense, spiritually dead. And now they are living because of Jesus Christ. Exactly, exactly. And you got to wonder why Jesus chose those three to reveal himself uh, to them, the, the glory within him. And, you know, why did they come up as eyewitnesses to that? Most of Jesus' ministry involved, of course, miracles like healing and, and feeding, but to actually have his divinity shine through and to have them meet you know, the heroes of the faith from a thousand or so more years earlier, I mean, that was just... It's just so different than, than the Jesus narrative to the point where some people must have thought they were making a mob or was right. added to the text. But Peter confirms this. He says, we did not follow cunningly devised fables. This is the real deal. Mm -hmm. Jesus really is the Son of God. And uh, if you put your faith and trust him, believe us, we saw it were eyewitnesses to the fact that Jesus Christ is indeed the Son of God. 
And Nathan, what a very good point. And it reminds me of what the Bible says um, there in uh, 1 John chapter 1 regarding their fellowship and regarding Jesus. Uh, and, and it says in verse 3, 1 John 1, 3, That which we have seen and heard we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And true, our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. And in 1 John, it talks about how they were with Jesus, how they touched Jesus, how they were. It, it, when he resurrected, it was the real Jesus. It wasn't a fable. Exactly. As a matter of fact, Colin was Jesus for three and a half years, and even he doubted that Jesus was resurrected until Jesus, boom, he pops right in the room, and he says, Thomas, you'll put your hands in the hole right. and uh, touch my side. You'll, you'll feel the, the cut that the Roman soldier put there when he speared him. And it was all true. It was all real. And uh, even Thomas, who is now, unfortunately, for 2,000 years known as Doubting Thomas, right. but we're all Doubting Thomases. Uh, That's and true. These stories that, that Peter was sharing, even though they were firsthand, some of them must have thought, you know, Peter's an old man. He must be, you know, making things up or hallucinating or having, you know, uh, dementia. This is crazy. But he's like, no, no, I can corroborate it with the other two gentlemen, like you just said uh, with John. And it really happened. Jesus is the Son of God. Praise the Lord. And you know, Nathan, that's why uh, we recognize today that there's still people out today trying to make a fable out of Jesus, right? That he's not real, that he's a made-up story. Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they say that he's just a force, that he's just a wind. People still don't want to believe that Jesus did die and he resurrected from the dead. And he is with us today. He is. Uh, he's the Son of God. He, he's, uh, a lot of the colds, of course, try to water him down and and take away his divinity or compare him to the Archangel Michael or like yes. he said, it's just a force or he was just a good man and a good prophet. But if he was a good man and a good prophet only, then he was a liar and he was crazy. Right. He went around saying he was the son of God and he performed miracles and he did amazing things and he died on the cross and he was resurrected and ascended to heaven. And he came back and showed the apostles and he came back to John on the Isle of Patmos to give uh -huh. him a message. And he's very real to us today because he's changed our hearts. So we know that Jesus is the real deal because our hearts and lives are changed when we put our faith and trust in him. Ooh, excellent point. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the prophetic book of 2 Peter, looking at 2 Peter chapter 1. For those of you that are following us live via social media, feel free to post your questions or your comments for Nathan Jones or myself. And we'll make sure that we talk a little bit about that. But we also want to encourage you to follow along with us. So look at this incredible prophetic book and also this incredible uh, prophecies that are going to be revealed here. Nathan, also another thing that I noticed, that verse 17, I thought this was really cool. It says, uh, they heard a voice from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So they not only saw, but they have heard the voice of the Lord. Yes, yes, they did. Uh, the Father Himself. Can you imagine? Most of the references to the Bible about when God speaks, it's like the rushing of many waters. Right. Like a, have you ever have you ever been to Niagara Falls? Yes, Nathan. Actually, I have a few times. Yeah, isn't it amazing. I mean, the sound of the water is just—it fills the ear. That it's so powerful. All those gallons and gallons of water going over every second. And that's what the voice of God is supposed to be like. It's supposed to sound like a waterfall in its power. 
and where it sounded like a, the trumpets all blasting at the same time. I mean, it must have been terrifying those three apostles <laughs> to hear Jesus said. And uh, it, uh, it's funny with Peter. There. It's, the verse says here, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." Mm. But Peter leaves out the part where God says, "Listen to him." <laughs> Peter was just remember he was just running his mouth and saying, uh, uh, "Let me build some tents for you guys." And, right. You know, he didn't know what to say, and so the Father Himself pops up saying, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him." I think it's funny that Peter kind of leaves that part out there. Too. <laughs> I guess a little embarrassing for Peter, you know. <laughs> he didn't want to. He didn't want to bring that one up. But you know, Nathan, people. No, today, no, God out of heaven. Shut up. Yeah. Be quiet. You have to tell other people about that. <laughs> but Nathan, today, isn't it interesting? Today, people say, "Well, how can I hear God's voice? Can I really hear God's voice?" And, and what would you say to them, Nate? Well, I believe that if you really want to hear God's voice, you read His Word in the Bible. Amen. You pray, and uh, you know that is the primary way that we hear from God. There are some people that report that they hear the actual voice of God. I'm skeptical uh, on right. a lot of those, and yet there are some people that were very devout Christians who once or twice in their life said it was pretty obvious that they heard an actual voice telling them to do something. And so, you know, who am I to refute that? Mm. But that's, that's so, so super rare. If you want to really know what God's will for your life is and hear the voice of God, then just read his book, the Bible. Yes. You know, Nathan, now it's interesting because even in our political debate, uh, we hear that one of the candidates supposedly uh, was hearing from the dead, someone that had passed away to be able to influence them and talk to them. That, that to me is a little bit scary <laughs> when, you really, when you really think about that because the way we hear God's voice is through His Word. That's true. That's so true. You know, Nathan, also, I just noticed too, this is an amazing passage and there's just so much here that we want to encourage those that are watching and those that are listening. Follow along with us in the Word of God. And, and, and again, as Nathan was saying, yes, today we can hear God's voice, but it needs to be through His Word, His Holy Speaking, His Holy Spirit, speaking to our hearts and minds and maybe you're out there and you're wondering can i know can i really know god uh can god speak to me we want to encourage you turn to his word and prayer open your heart to jesus and yes he will speak to you clearly so nate will you be able to continue to take us through these incredible verses here in second peter chapter one certainly and i think that's a great segue because you talked about how the holy spirit speaking to us might not be Jesus, but the but the, the other part of the Trinity that is very rarely spoken about, the Holy Spirit, right. is doing the talking through the prophets. And that's what this last session of, of Second Peter 1 is about. Verse 19. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place, mm -hmm. until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke, and they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Wow. Nathan, this, Nathan, this is a powerful passage. Our school of ministry that we started uh, was really focused there on verse 19 regarding the prophetic word. And I love that. And so we have the prophetic word. And it says, Nathan, confirmed, right? So... The prophecies in the Word of God have been confirmed from the Old Testament and the New Testament throughout. They've been tested, right? Fulfilled Bible prophecy is the best proof that the Bible is the Word of God. There are 300 general prophecies and 109 distinct prophecies wow. that point out that Jesus fulfilling all of them in His first coming. 
So we know for a fact that the Bible is the real deal because prophecy fulfilled is proof that the Bible is the Word of God. And that's what we have. We have the prophetic word confirmed. It's, uh, it's a given. It, there's so many prophecies fulfilled in the Bible and that we still have so many more to be fulfilled when Jesus returns for his second coming. So for Peter, it, it's just a given. Yes. We, this word is confirmed. It's a done deal. You can be sure the Bible is the word of God because prophecy has been fulfilled. You know, Nathan, I also notice it says there, uh, and, it, and he says, which you do well to heed as the light shines in the darkness. So you and I have been teaching biblical prophecy now for many years, and we are encouraging our listeners and our viewers to do one thing, Nate, right? And that is to heed to what the scriptures say, because the events of the Bible says are going to unfold. Without a doubt, they are going to unfold, right, Nate? They are. God's plan for him is already done. And there's a number of what's called proleptic passages in the Bible where it's prophecies about the future, but they're recorded in the past tense. Mm, yes. For God, human history is done. Jesus already died on the cross, and Jesus already made a second coming. The millennial kingdom has happened, mm -hmm. and the eternal state. And God writes the Bible as if it's after the fact, yes. but then interjects throughout human history with the different books of the Bible. And it just always blows my mind. Because for God, prophecy is all fulfilled, all 100% of it. But where we are in the timeline, there's still some past prophecy, and of course we're waiting for some future prophecy. Mm. So, it, mm. so it's not only just confirmed, but it's already been done. It's achieved. Jesus has already done all this, and the Bible is more like a recording of what he's already achieved. Excellent point. It's and crazy, again, huh? And it's also, Nathan, it's, it's so crazy, and it's so encouraging, and it's just amazing. So, Nate, if I were to ask you real quick, what is the greatest prophecy that we've seen revealed during our time, what would you be able to point to for maybe someone watching or listening that doesn't really think that this is happening? Well, I think one of the most prolific of all the prophecies in the Bible, especially in Ezekiel 36 and 37, is the return of the Jewish people to the land after being exiled a second time. And we saw the Jews exiled twice, and now they're returning to Israel in Massachusetts. Half the amount of Jews in the world today are now back in Israel. Mm. And Jesus said when Israel was rebutted, in other words, as a tree like a fig tree rebut blossomed once more, then that would be the era, the age, when he would be coming back. Now Israel has been in the land, uh, and now Israel is ready for their Messiah to return. And so that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for Jesus Christ, our Messiah, to return and rapture us up to heaven. Praise the Lord. And that's why, Nathan, there is evidence all around of biblical prophecies being fulfilled, things that we can trust, things that we can heed to, uh, the warnings all around us, the bells are ringing. And I think also one of the, the biggest things, Nate, that we need to pray about is our country, right? Because we notice when it comes to Bible prophecy, we really don't hear much about America in there, right? No, I don't believe America is to be found in Bible prophecy, other than when the Antichrist who rules over the world all the nations of the world try to destroy Israel, and that would mean the United States would be one of those nations. Right. So we know that America doesn't have a role uh, in prophecy other than that, but we do know that whatever prophecies were given, mm -hmm. as Peter says, they weren't given by the will of men, but by the Holy Spirit speaking through them, and this is where we get the term inspiration. Yes. The Holy Spirit inspired these 43 plus writers to write about what God had them to say. And we can trust it. And again, Paul says it's confirmed. And when you follow it, it's like a light. And when you're in a dark place, you don't know where you're going, 
prophecy tells you what the future is, mm -hmm. so it's like a light shining down the path, so you know where to go. That is a very good point. And sad to say, Nathan, there's a lot of prophets out there that they're more perspiration than inspiration when it comes to <laughs> biblical prophecy. <laughs> and that's where, where Peter's talking about private interpretation. <laughs> right. There's a lot of people out there posting, well, this is what Jesus told me today, and I'm passing it on to you. Right. But I did it. So all of Revelation was fulfilled in the Bible. There's no new revelation. Or these people who come up with these teachings that are usually sensual-based or materialist-based on what the Bible says, and that's private interpretation. Yeah. But if we go to the Bible and take a literal interpretation of the Bible, we can know what God has to tell us about the future. Man, man, Nathan, that is so amazing. And you know, it's sad to say there's so many individuals out there claiming uh, Harold Van Campen. I know he passed away in so many. And, and I know there's a lot of people that they've been, uh, you know, they've given a black eye to biblical prophecy. But we should not get discouraged. Uh, it's not a private interpretation. Uh, Nathan, that's why you and I, every time we do these scriptures, we point people to the Bible. If there's something that we don't know, we say we don't know. And uh, the idea is that God needs to reveal to people His truth. And as we dig into the Word, He, can, he reveals it to us as well. Amen. 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 That means you have God's Holy Spirit dwelling in you. And as you read through the Bible, you have the Holy Spirit helping you understand things. You also have plenty of commentaries and, and notes and research and that other Christians who are well-studied you can turn to. I, brother, we live in a time period where there are so many resources exactly. on, and help us understand the Bible that have never existed. We truly live in a time period where God wants us to know the Bible and He's given us every opportunity and every resource to do that. Yeah, and that's why. Yeah, and that's why we want to take advantage of those. And, and uh, for those of you that are watching and listening, we thank you for tuning in to our program. This is one of those resources, and we're simply here uh, to read the scriptures and let the Holy Spirit teach you. His word is not our private interpretation, but as the Lord uh, reveals to us His truth, He can do the same to you. So, we want to encourage you: read the Bible, have a relationship with Jesus, follow Him, and trust Him, and uh, you'll see what God is going to do in your life. And that's why we want to talk to you. We know our program is coming to a close, but maybe you don't have a relationship with the Lord. Why don't you let Jesus transform you? Let His light shine in your hearts. And, and Nate, before we close, will you be able to just share with that person out there how they can start that relationship with the Lord, even right now? Well, you need to surrender your life, give the control over to Jesus Christ. In faith and repentance, accept Jesus as your Savior and Lord. Mm. Pray from your heart, something like, Dear Lord Jesus, please... Forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And he promises he will do just that. You'll be cleansed of your sins. You'll be, become adopted as children of God. You will share in the inheritance of everlasting life with him. Is a demonstration Praise the Lord. Words. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And listen, maybe you've accepted that gift of the Lord right now. and You trusted in him from wherever you are. Maybe you're watching us live via social media. Maybe you're in another country. Maybe you're local. We would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you. Give us a call at 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME. Post there on Facebook or wherever you're watching. Let us know you trusted the Lord. Or write to us at 1000 Foster Road, Hallandale, Florida, 33009. And we would love to send you guys a Bible so that you can continue to grow in the knowledge and in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And we just want to celebrate with you uh, coming to the kingdom of God. So Nathan Jones, man, thank you so much for giving out that invitation and also for bringing the prophetic word to us once again. 
Well, brother, I appreciate you hosting all these studies. They are just, not only are they great to, to go through the word for people listening, but I get a lot out of it. I grow up as well, so thank you. Awesome. It's always a pleasure to have you on, Nathan Jones. So for those of you that are tuned in, again, we've come to the end of our program. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. But remember, if you're in need of prayer, reach out to us. We'll be available to pray for you. 305-992-9537 is the number. Go there to www.twave.tv. Fill out one of the registration cards or prayer cards, and we'll make sure that we continue to pray for you. The rest of you have an awesome week. Keep your eyes up. The Lord is coming soon. He loves you and He has a wonderful plan for your lives. May the Lord bless you. A wirecast.